0: Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. It's
2: a hot one today, folks. Not outside. Outside the weather's very nice, but we're fired up here in the studio. I'm Kyle. That's James. We're sponsored by Jiffy Lube. The Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game coming up. In this hour, so stay locked in, we will give you a code word that you will enter at ESPN1320.com at the Jiffy Lube contest page. When you enter that code word, you'll be entered to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. I got names of winners, by the way. Let's hear it. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Jackie in Promotions. She, she sent over a list of people who have won so far. We're giving away one of these after every single uh, Kings game. Shout out to Marcus Rodriguez, Preston Williams, Randy Lee, I believe. L Y is, is the last name. Lee, Lye. Uh Leslie Chan and David Jackson have been our five winners. You can be the sixth winner today. Just listen for the code word whenever we say it. I am and a winner. And we'll winna. let you know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> let me get that. Let me go find my buttons. I was waiting for it. My bad.
3: I am a winner. Yeah, here
2: we go. I got my buttons.
3: I'm, I'm a winner. winner. That could be you. That could be you.
2: Yeah. Go to you ESPN know what button? That, you, you know what button I would have pushed last night watching the Kings? Uh Uh-oh. That. Oh. That's just how I felt overall. Is that the family feud button? It's just a buzzer, just generic buzzer. It has very family feud sound, though. It does. It feels like Richard Dawson's going to walk in at any point. There's a direct proportion between how bad an answer is and how quickly they hit the buzzer. (laughs) Like, there's a direct, not proportion, correlation. Somebody's like, name something that you don't want to put in the microwave or name a food you don't want to put in the microwave. And somebody's just like... Car tire. They don't even say survey says. Fork. (laughs) But when somebody gives a really good answer, they're like, they're like, refried beans. (laughs) There's like a long delay. (laughs) Anyways, you had a king's thought before we get into good, bad and ugly.
3: Yeah, yeah, before we get into, because I mean, I'm sure pace is part of the good, bad and the ugly. Um, It is. Uh, But, Here's a problem that I have. It's that when we're watching the the pace go away, and, and someone could say, it's because Fox isn't there. And I just have a problem with that because, like, this team knows how to run. Every, it, Davion Mitchell is not slow. He's not De'Aaron Fox, but he's not slow. Mm-hmm. Like, if you put him on a football field, he's like a starting running back. Like, he that's who he, he's built, like, a a truck, but... That guy can get up and down the court, but it's kind of like the difference between, you know, when someone's driving a really fast car in the fast lane and you're behind them and they're going like 65 in the fast lane and you don't want to go 65, you want to go faster than 65. And then you go to pass them and they just kind of like hit the gas a little bit to show you that their car is fast. Hitting the gas, like what's like, there's, I know your car is fast. Mm -hmm. That's not the problem. The problem is that you're not a fast driver. Right. So, like, someone just has to tell, like, go, go, like, the whole time. And if Mike Brown wants to call a timeout every time they make a defensive mistake, how about you call a timeout and say, if you don't run from here on out, you will not play again tonight. <laughs> like, that's it. If you do not run, you are sitting next to me and watching the rest of the game. Colby Jones will run. Keon Ellis will run. Jordan Ford will run. Everyone will run that's sitting next to me. They will run because I told them to. You're not doing what I asked you to do,
2: and you're going to sit. And then once, and then on top of that, once they actually get it into the half court, everything is so methodical. Because that's what they've built the up. pace. That's what they've built the, the pace of the game is that. It used to be Domas catches its dribble handoff. Or if they have that covered up, you're swinging it out, the ball's moving, the ball's hopping, everybody's moving around, and you're getting an open shot. Whether it's on the perimeter or a layup, there was an open shot for somebody somewhere. Yes. And now it's walk the ball across, toss it into Domas, dribble handoff, oh, it's not there, get it back up to the top, and, like, waiting, and now there's eight seconds, and now you're throwing it to Keegan, who has to throw It's just a – it's not fun to watch. You know what you don't do, Kyle? If you're the Tennessee drugs. Titans, if you don't do oh.
3: drugs, okay, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're the Tennessee Titans, you don't run a hurry up offense and hand the ball off to your gigantic running back every down. Right. Right? That's that's not what a hurry up offense is about. Mm-hmm. So that's what it feels like the Kings, like they're just doing a methodical march it down the field and that's not who they are and they can't, get the ball into the, like, walk it all the way there, and then all of a sudden, oh, now we're going to go. Now we're going to go. Right. They're setting the standard right in the beginning of the offensive play, and that standard is that we're going to take our sweet time, Mm -hmm. and we're barely going to make it across the timeline. Like, I I don't know.
2: You just let. When you're letting defenses get set. Yeah. You're not, uh, Yeah. Like, all right, we know what's coming. All right. You want to do some good stuff from the game last night? Yeah, let's do some good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there right, we go. Good stuff. Uh, Kevin Herter looked more normal. That was cool. It did Knocked down a couple threes. You're starting to see him get back to being who he is.
3: His confidence is building. It's not. It's not happening overnight. But what we are seeing is that Kevin Herter looks more like Kevin Herter, and that's a good thing for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, whether Kevin is a long term answer on your team or whether you know we, he's not. What you need is for him to become a player that you can rely on each and every night to knock down 38 to 40 percent from three Mm -hmm. and move off the ball and, you know, go get you some rebounds, get you some assists, do the little things, uh, hit a couple of awkward buckets around the rim and uh, just get back to who he is as a player. And that's just not happening. Well, that's starting to happen. I'm sorry. That's starting to happen.
2: I am not Ham in our in our YouTube chat at YouTube.com slash ESPN thirteen twenty says the good stuff is that the game is over. Strong point. Yeah. They got through the forty eight minutes. No, Kevin Herter this year starts off one for five, then 0 oh for five, then three for seven. Okay, there he is. Then one for five, oh for three, then three for eight. My goodness gracious. He at some point, I pr- like law of averages says that he's been a good enough shooter that at some point yeah. he's going to stack if you three for six, five for seven, six for eight games in a row where he kind of brings his average back up closer to 40. Yeah, but, I'll take the three for eight as a starter. Yeah, take you'll take three for eight every single game. Yeah. For sure, because then you're shooting 37.5%. That's a, I mean, it's fine for, that's fine for him, but that's excellent for, for most players. But, I, I mean, he's got to start doing that consistently this year now. Yeah. Seeing it, seeing it, it's... The three for seven was like okay. There's Kevin Herter. He's going to start. Oh, one for five. Oh for three. And three for eight. Like okay, here we go. Now let's get it. I just I gotta I gotta see a few of these in a row. Yeah,
3: I've talked about this uh, coming into the season that Malik Monk and Kevin Herter both had like like if you charted their their mm-hmm. season, it was so like this, mm-hmm. and somebody needs to like just smooth it out like you yeah, need to find of peaks a way and valleys,
2: to, you need more of a plateau.
3: It's okay to have a bad game here and there and it's okay mm-hmm. to have a great game here and there, but it's not okay to have like if you're a guy who averages 15 points a game, I realistically need you to go between 12 and 18 every single night. What I can't have is is a 7 and a 26. Yeah. Like I I can't have this wide variance. I need to I need you to be more like here where I can start to write and pen that I can predict that you're going to score 14 to 16. Right to get to your 15. Mm -hmm. And that's where I like Kevin Herter right now is like all over the board still, but you can see he's starting the, the peaks and valleys are starting to get a little bit smaller.
2: Yeah. Um, another good thing last night was Keegan Murray looked a little bit better. I still, I, I, I'm still leaning on the theory that I brought up earlier and that's that they got in his ear and said, we need you to be more aggressive this year. You are the third piece of this core. This is a you Domas Dierin core, and to do that, you got it. You got not be necessarily quote unquote better offensively, just more assertive. And it feels like that assertiveness is manifesting in uh, off balance shots. Um, I don't want uh, over dribbling sometimes. I don't. It doesn't. Last night was 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 better. But there were still a handful of those plays where it's like, dude, that is not that is not a good shot.
3: Katie Christensen used a good word for it. And she said he's drifting. Mm. He's Mm -hmm. drifting on his shots. Yeah. And that to me made perfect sense because it's really hard to square up a shot when either your shoulders aren't square, your hips aren't square Mm -hmm. um, or you just aren't set going up. It, It feels like he he's not strong in his base when he's, he's just kind of moving mm-hmm. one way or another. He's it, nothing is like pure. right. And as soon as he clears, uh, clears that up, I, I'm sure he'll take off. I also think it's a, a psychological, like he knows that the yeah. pressure's on him to be better. Mm-hmm. And when that's the, like everyone knows that you're the key to the success, mm-hmm. the, the ceiling of this team is tied directly to you. Yep. Um you have to own that. And I I think he's, he's still thinking about that and not owning it a hundred percent. And once he does, he'll be fine.
2: Well, and we saw last night, he, he shot one of those drifting threes. Yep. And I texted you and I said, Hey, when was the last time he just caught a ball with his feet planted and got a good shot off? And I think it was the next possession, next possession, like next possession catches at the top of the key, feet planted, rises, fires, bottom of the net. It's like that. He's a good enough shooter that, and at some point in his development, he's in year two. Like he, I think, for me personally, he was so good last year that I view I view his game in a little bit different context. But he's still he's still in his second season. I think eventually the ability to hit some shots while fading and to hit some shots on the move, like that'll come as he as he builds out his game and he and he expands his game. Yeah. But right now it's just not it's not quite there. So I I think. A a focus on all the things we talked about and getting back into the offense and getting better shots, mm-hmm. that is going to beget more makes for for Keegan Murray. I'm not worried that Keegan Murray suddenly can't shoot.
3: Yeah. So, I'm not either. Yeah, I mean, this cool. is gonna be a forty percent shooter for his career. Uh the la- I didn't put it on here, but the other uh the other good that I want to throw in really quick before They're great.
2: As many as we can find.
3: Uh the other good is Keon Ellis. Like he Gosh, really did yeah, come in and out. play well. Um Keon Ellis brings a crazy energy And he's a good defender and he's in your face and he's great at getting through screens. He's, you know, I I really like what he brings to the table. 15 points on five of seven shooting, including four of six from long range. He has become a really, really good three point shooter. And I think there is a pathway to him becoming an NBA player. And I I do like Keon Ellis. He's a two way player right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he's a guy that was undrafted uh, and he really does fit what the Kings are doing.
2: So start Keon Ellis. No. Not there? <laughs> no, no, he was, he was a definite bright spot last night, though. And on a night like last night, where you're digging for anything, even a two way player having a nice night is is something to hold on to. So yes. shout out to Keon Ellis. Love to see that for him. Now let's get into the bad and ugly. We'll break that down next with James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. This is the Insiders, sponsored by Jiffy Lou Bunny, SBN 1320.
0: Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Manson. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320.
2: Jiffy Lube, fast Break Player of the Game. We will announce that next segment.
3: We're almost there.
2: Yeah, I was going to do it this segment. I decided next segment. We didn't talk about who it's going to be first. But Jiffy Lube, fast Break Player of the Game. What's that? We will tell you a player of the game and give you a code word that goes along with that player. You go to ESPN1320.com. And you go to the Jiffy Lube contest page. It's right there on the front. You enter the code word that we give you, and you'll be entered to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. We're giving away one of those after every single Kings game this season. It's amazing. It's really cool. Just wait till December.
3: We're going to tease him. We have
2: like the greatest giveaway of all time. So legitimately, so I've done... Man... I, I've been I've been doing radio basically since 2011. Okay, was when I professionally got into radio. The giveaway that we're doing with Jiffy Lube in December is by far the coolest giveaway that I've ever been a part of. Not even close. I've I've been part of autographed jerseys, like framed autographed jerseys, mm-hmm. I, shoes, footballs, autographed bats, stuff like that. You name it. What we're doing this December, still the coolest giveaway I've ever I've ever done. I, and I
3: think it's going to be one of those things like uh, Jiffy Lube is all on board. We're going to build this thing up where like we're going to have some cool giveaways. We're going to have some cool giveaways all year long, especially like uh, uh, Valentine's Day. I, I think we're going to go all out on Valentine's Day. Like a couple of times during the year, we're going to go all out. This is going to be like really,
2: really cool. Giving you free stuff for listening to the insiders.
3: Well, that, and you know what? Like, this is a, like, I think we all can see, like, off the distance that uh, next year could be like a really, really awkward year with uh, the election cycle. And we want to make a safe haven here where everyone can feel like, you can come here and we won't talk politics and
2: disagree. I'm talking election every day. You're talking election every day. <laughs> Kyle's had enough.
3: No, we're going to have a good time.
2: We're going to have yeah. a good
3: time and we're going to keep up. it light. And we're going to make sure that everyone uh, knows that when, when we have to yell and scream at the Sacramento Kings, we will, or at the, the uh, San Francisco 49ers, but we're also like always going to be honest and forthright and like, Hey, let's do this. Indeed, that's right. I'm having so much fun with my buttons, guys. You are having buttons? a lot of fun with your buttons today. I don't get buttons. They don't give me buttons. I mean, we could. I could. Uh, I could come in there and set up buttons for you. That might be some. I, I might need a button here and there. Just one, like maybe like three buttons that I that I I, I only get three. We don't touch other people's privates. That's one. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need air horns. Those are that's like I'm not the the guy who sets up someone's birthday. I don't know.
2: Okay. All right.
3: You will not be slept on no more. You
2: know what that one
0: too?
3: <laughs> I like you that. You
2: will
0: one. not be slept on no more, brother. Mm-mm, See,
3: I will love not.
2: that. You will right. not. We gotta finish up good, bad, and ugly here from the, from yeah, the let's do it. 122 let's do it. 97 loss to the Rockets in Houston. And again that honestly wasn't even that close. Like they lost by twenty five and it was not like, oh, hey, that was a 25. No, nah, they lost by 30-plus. Yeah, well, Let's they were down sad. by
3: 30 for a good portion. Okay, so the what bad. What was bad? Uh, Sabonis smoked by Alperen Shangun. Oof. Um, like, this is... I, I, I get... Okay, so I'm going to keep saying this. The type of player that Shangun is, the, guy who's, the guys who don't leave the ground, they're the ones that Sabonis always tends to have a tough time with. You want to, like, send Jabari Smith Jr., at Sabonis, he's going to put 30. Like he's going to drive that dude under the basket and he's going to dunk on you. So the Loonies, the Adams, the the big like heavy ground-based center guys are the ones that give uh, Sabonis trouble. And mm-hmm. let's be honest, Shingun is becoming that. Like he's not super strong upper body yet, but lower body that dude is, is you know,
2: he's, he's – he is um <laughs> the chatty house really makes me choose my words carefully. Yes. He has hmm okay. He is stronger than I thought he was. Yes, if uh He has more muscle mass than I thought he did.
3: Yes, if we've talked about this this term, if uh they used to say Marvin Bagley is light in the shorts, that just means he doesn't have a big a big behind, <laughs> uh, right? Sure. Alperen Sengun is the opposite. He's, He's He's thick. There we go. I said it. Now we're in trouble.
2: I thought you were gonna say he's heavy in the shorts, and we were no. gonna you're gonna really get derailed. No, I I so I I was expecting Sabonis to go in and, and really dominate that matchup. And Shengun, I I said at one of the breaks that I'm a more in on the Rockets now than I was going into these two games. As poorly as the Kings played, you gotta credit the Rockets some um, as well. And I thought Shengun was just a a. Step above what I thought he was. I I I knew he was a good player, but he was even better than I imagined.
3: Yeah, I mean, and people should understand that Shingun is averaging eighteen point two points, eight point five rebounds, and seven assists per game. Yeah, man, like he's he's a good player. This is a good ball player. He was actually averaging more than all those stats before he faced the Kings. Mm-hmm. He was like he he actually took a slight step back in his numbers over the last two games. He's played really, really well. The problem is that DeMontis Simonis has better than those numbers Mm -hmm. and didn't play up to those at all.
2: He's not... If if Simonis is going to be the King's second-best player, he can't lose a matchup like that. Or or, can't get dominated in a matchup like that. Yeah, you can't do it twice. No.
3: No. I mean, to me, that's... Especially a young center who's just trying to come into his own. Um, And, I, I, again, I really like Shangoon. So that was number one. Number two uh malik no, monk no shows um you know we're still waiting for the full-fledged uh playoff malik he hasn't had one of those games yet um but he has looked solid mm-hmm. he wasn't solid in this game which i, I think really was a, an issue that everyone else had really bad uh and then we can skip straight to davion mitchell can't keep up um the 89.4 pace is the lowest since 94 95 uh, five win over dallas on December 29, 2021. We talked about that. I had um, to go
2: all the way back to December of 2021 to find the time or the last time the Kings played a game that slow. Yeah,
3: it's not good. Like that, that's it's Luke not, Walton, right? It's just not who you are. Well, and the problem that Luke Walton had was he was trying to slow it down to teach his players. You know, he ran the fastest pace in the NBA the year before right. he got to Sacramento with the Los Angeles Lakers. Everyone thought it was the Kings mm-hmm. in the 2019 20 season or whatever that was, uh, 17, 18, 18, 19, 19, 20. They thought it was the Kings because that's Dave Yeager and they they're mm-hmm. running up and down the court and they're super fun to watch. The Lakers actually finished with a faster pace than the Kings. Mm-hmm. So it made sense to bring Walton in to to keep building on the pace, right? Yeah. That's just not he he was like, Okay, these guys don't know how to play. And Dave Yeager kept saying that, like, these guys don't yeah. know how to play. I'm trying to work with them on on how to play. Or what I'll do is I'll just cheat and run everybody off the court, and we'll try to win 35 to 40 games mm-hmm. so I keep my job, which yeah. is what happened. And the whole time he's trying to teach them how to play. But, you know, again, very difficult to do. So, What was ugly? Ugly. Uh, All of it. The offense. The whole game. The offense is just I, I don't even know what to say. The offense is just bad.
2: I'm I'm withholding judgment. And again, it's not that it's it's all De'Aaron Fox being out. We've said that a million times. And it's not that they can't fix it. But I'm withholding full judgment on like, dude, they gotta do something dramatically different until we see what it looks like with De'Aaron Fox. If De'Aaron Fox gets back in and they're still struggling to hit shots, guys outside of De'Aaron are still struggling to hit shots then i think we can we can start digging into kind of uh, wholesale changes that need to be made but mm-hmm. it's not super promising that Darren fox has been out for 3 games and they've just looked abysmal in all three of them on offense
3: well you cannot lose your identity when one player leaves the court Kyle. that's
2: it that that's, that's it. it losing their identity is a great way to put it it's not that oh it looks worse than it does it's like no it just it's not the same no it's not the same. It's filet mignon when De'Aaron's on the court, and it's a bowl of Skittles when when he's he's off the court.
3: Yeah. Or like a two-buck chuck steak.
2: Sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a... I don't know. I just picked a... McDonald's cheeseburger.
3: Okay. That's it. Like, you cannot lose your identity when one player is gone. That's yeah. it. And that's not who you were last year. So it's startling. It's jarring. Everyone is sitting here like, "What in the world just happened?" And three games in a row, three games in a row of
2: yeah, ugh. yeah. I don't, I don't love it. I don't and love On it top either. of that, their defense is bad. <laughs> yes, they can't get stops, and no. also they can't score. Like,
3: yeah, you're you're giving what, up 122 with up? an 89 pace. The other team's got like an 89 pace too, and, and you gave up 122 points. That means that. They were so efficient, they just thumped you. Like I didn't I haven't looked at the shooting percentages from the game or anything else. I've got them right here for you. Yeah,
2: what do you got? Let's see. The Houston Rockets shot 57% from the floor, 48% from three on 31 attempts, and they were 21 of 27 from the free throw line. What? Yeah. They shot 48% from three? From three. Fifty-seven from, percent from from the uh, field. From the field. They didn't have anybody they had zero players. No, Van Vliet shot 37 and percent. Everybody else shot over 55% or over 50%. Woo. Yikes. Yikes! Not a good defensive showing, not a good offensive showing. And you'd like to say, just burn the tape, but you have two games like this in Houston. Now you got to look at the tape. Now you got to figure out what the hell's going on.
3: Yeah. I, I, I also know that like listening to Mike Brown, he said, you gotta, we gotta go. I've got to go look at the tape. That is That's uh, something all. It's something that Luke Walton said and there used to be a drinking game and all that stuff. That's Mike us- Singletary. Yeah, it's usually when um, something's gone horribly wrong and you can't really see it like in the moment, like what is happening. Mm-hmm. You got to look at the tape, um, but it's something that fans key into. And uh, yeah, not great.
2: Not a good thing to hear your coach say. All right, we have somehow more King's Rockets to get into, but let's start spinning this forward and talking about what it might look like Uh, when they take the floor next against the Portland Trail Blazers. We'll do that next. Uh, He's James. I'm Kyle. We're the insider sponsored by Jiffy Lube here on ESPN 1320.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt, speed test, intelligence data, fixed median download speeds,
1: USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else?
0: Now, back to the insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320.
2: Yeah, we're back here. Kings fall to the Rockets, 122.97, their second. Loss in a row to Houston. They went the opposite of the way I thought it was gonna go. That whole trip. Yeah, me too. I I I honestly thought
3: they would go 2-0. I thought they would win on Wednesday, be five and two, walk into that OKC game, and it would be battle royale. Like game on. You and me both, man. Now we're gonna go to watch Chet.
2: Is Shea just Alexander gonna play?
3: Oh, that's. I don't Is think so. I don't. Did he play? Oh, mm. I can look that up for you, Kyle.
2: Okay, that'd be great. I saw the chatty house talking about it, and I don't think I got a definitive answer. Uh, shout out to everybody on the chatty house YouTube.com slash ESPN1320. Maybe you're watching on YouTube, uh, Twitch. Twitter, Facebook, if you're there, go ahead and drop a like, uh, especially on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up button, subscribe. We would really appreciate that. That uh, helps out me and James. That helps out D'Lo and KC, who are coming up here at noon. So uh, make sure to hit those uh, those like buttons. Yeah, he played yesterday. Okay, good. Yeah, go see SJ and Chet. He dropped 30. If they can't, if the Kings can't get up for that game, And play well against Oklahoma City. I think that's the point where, for me, it'll become really, like, like, uh uh-oh. Not panic time, not slamming the panic button, but, like, dusting it off. Okay. That's because you get Portland on Wednesday. You get Portland tomorrow. And then you get OKC on Friday. Portland's a team you should beat. Yep. And then Oklahoma City in an in-season tournament game court's going to be different you're in the jerseys that's a good team that you're conceivably fighting for playoff positioning with that's a game you you have to go even if you don't win you have to go play well
3: well that and it's a it's a home game you know and then Mm -hmm. you have the the cleveland cavaliers coming in on on monday followed by a six-game road trip like the schedule doesn't get easier kyle it never does
2: no okay so let's okay so let's just do this then okay (laughs) okay You talked about those five-game stretches, right? That's how Mike Brown yeah, breaks everything down. Five-game stretch. How do you do? You try and win every five-game stretch. Yep. So the first one, they go two and three. Yep. Okay. They're already 0-1. Already 0-1 in this one with Portland, Oklahoma City, Cleveland, all at home, and then at the Lakers. Like that's got
3: to find a way to go three and two, man. You got to be five hundred by the end of it.
2: You got to go three and one in those four games.
3: Yeah, you got to go three and one from here, right here. And that's, I mean, <sighs> if you go three and one, you come out of it at at six and six. That's tough, though. That's that's why you don't,
2: man. That's why you It'd don't go into five.
3: Houston and lose two games. Yeah. Like his, the last couple of years, those two games in Houston that they always bookmark together, those are two guaranteed wins, and you go on about your day.
2: Yeah, that's how that's that should be easy work. Even with yeah. no deer and fox. That's why that's that's another reason this is so disappointing. They didn't go get Molly by a Cleveland good team and then Boston at a East Coast trip or something.
3: Oh yeah, no no. This guess, isn't No, this is a <laughs> Well, but, I but mean it's a team you were 4-0 against last season. I mean, that's and, and yes, they have made improvements, but that doesn't matter like you're about you if you want to be the team you to be, be too. Yeah, if you you were 3 and 1 against them the year before, so you came into that two game series 7 and 1 over the last two seasons against that team. Mm. Um and uh but realistically like this is the NBA. Any team can beat any team on any
2: given night. We know that. But It's the nature of the loss that bothers me more than just the loss. It's the feel the feel of the loss. Vibes it's, are bad. Yeah. I'll say that.
3: Yeah, losing by one point to the Warriors, yeah, that's a gut punch because that team's beat you too many times in recent history. Right. You know, they, they got you in game seven, then they got you the week before, they got you twice in mm-hmm. preseason. So now you're looking at a four game losing right. streak. But and that's then boom, more they hit that's
2: you. more like annoying. You're not sitting here it picking is. up the pieces to look for answers. Yes, yes. We're now at the point after these two games in Houston where we're going, jeez all right, do you make a change to the starting lineup? Does Davion Mitchell even fit long-term? Like, why doesn't this work? Are they going to need to change what they're doing offensively? Like, that's kind of the the direction the conversation's headed. And again, they go blow out Portland and then beat Oklahoma City. All's right. They're good. Yep. Which is very much on the table. That's why we're not, you know, making sweeping declarations here. But I'm... The, the the Kings of last year, if they find that over the next two games, let's say, mm-hmm. you feel really good that, A, they're not only beating Portland, but that they're either beating with or hanging Oklahoma City and either beating or hanging with Cleveland. You're splitting the... the, the they're beating Portland. Let's say you split Oklahoma City and Cleveland and then you go beat the Lakers. Okay. Which is something I think they should probably do. And... To, as last year's Kings team, assuming they get back to that level, then you feel pretty good about them going three and one. I think, Kyle,
3: at what point do you say we have to forget about last season's Kings team and this team needs to make their way that, who that, they are? Right Oklahoma now. City. Yeah.
2: That's the game I'm circling. Okay. Because if you can't get back to that against OKC, again, a team you are at home against in an in-season tournament against whatever that means to you with Josh Giddy and Shea Gilgis Alexander mm-hmm. and Lou Dort and Chet Holmgren and holy smokes this is a really talented team both Jalen Williams is good lord okay he's good but if you can't get up for that game for this team that again this is a team that everybody has passing the Kings this year when you go look at Oh, Preseason yeah. predictions. It was OKC is right there in the mix, and then there's the Kings down man, over yonder. It wasn't Houston. No, it was not Houston. So this is a team that dude, you got to step up, and you got to go play the best game that you can play. So if they do that against Oklahoma City, like I said, win or lose, Like if they just play really well, and you know what? They lose a, they lose a, a tight game against a really good team, okay, you feel fine. But if they go get flattened in that game, That's where I start to go, okay, forget last year now. Now you got to focus in here and it's just, it's not the same team at that point.
3: Yeah. No, I'm with you. And and that's also when you start looking like, okay, mapping out your your transactions for the rest Mm -hmm. of the season. Mm -hmm. Because that's where you do have to make like substantive changes. Yeah. Like, hey, if you got the bad mix, you got a bad mix. So yeah, I I mean, I, I hope that there's a way, like, again, this team did not play well in in preseason at all. Mm
1: -hmm. The Kings
3: didn't. They didn't look like themselves at all. They did not look good in preseason, Mm -hmm. like, 100%. And they haven't looked good the first six games of the season. You know, take away the Utah game on opening night. um, You you had an overtime win over the Lakers. I mean, this could be worse. Like, easily, they could be one and five. Yeah. So, But they could also be three and three if you (laughs) don't miss, (laughs) if, if Clay Thompson misses.
2: Yeah, 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 you're you're that close. So they should have could have won us. Right. So that's so that's again I've said this nine times. Let's make it ten. That's how all this is couched. There's 76 more games. The season's not over. But <laughs> if you for some reason lose to Portland, who's it? Yeah, like, real bad. But they
3: well, I mean, Houston was real bad too before you gave them
2: with that right. You
3: got two wins. It's a good point. They're one and three before Portland's, that. Portland's
2: Portland's a team that you should be heavily favored against and beat easily. They're, they're three and four on the season. I mean, they're playing hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scoot Henderson
3: can't hit a shot at all, which I like. That's just a shockiness thing ever. I mean, he's shooting 0. 95 percent uh, 9, 9. from three and thirty four point six percent from the field.
2: He's shooting nine and a half percent.
3: Yeah, and it's on four point two attempts per game. Yeah, no, no, it's not good. Uh, he is two of twenty one from three. On the season.
2: Yikes.
3: Yeah, 2 of 21.
2: Wasn't the whole thing how he spent his entire summer in the lab with Steph working on his jumper? Hey, man,
3: like, again, I I love Scoot. He's just moving way too fast. Yeah, he's got, boy, here's a good one. He's got 20 turnovers and 20 personal fouls. He's only got 23 assists.
2: Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, he's got 44 points on the season. Turnovers and personal fouls combined, he's got 40.
2: Let's get our guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit our buddy Danny Morang, and see if he can join us tomorrow, so we okay. can figure out what the hell's going on with our guy Scoot. Okay.
3: Yeah, I think it's just you know like adapting to the NBA. Sure. Hey Kyle, we got stuff to give away. Oh, we do. We do. Let's give stuff away.
2: Let's do Let's that. Let's make everything Let's better by giving something Hell away. Hell yeah! All right, I'm gonna hit this music. It's our giveaway music right now.
3: Oh yeah.
2: You know what this is from? It might it's have been a, a little before your time. It's a game show. It is. I uh, say a little before your time like I'm older than you. Um, <laughs> the dating game? No. With Gene Rayburn. Oh, I don't know. Match game. Oh, the match game. Yeah. Okay. It's one of my faves. Shout out Game Show Network. Uh, well, I love it. Uh, yeah, no. So here's our Jiffy Loop Fast Break Player of the Game. And James, we've been able to find... Um, a Kings player every game we have. so far this season. We've gone through and said, you know what, not a great game, but here's this player who really stuck out. Let's let's give it to them. Last night was so bad that we did not go get a Kings player for player of the game.
3: I mean, if it was anyone, it would have been Keon Ellis. We could have gone Keon, but but we couldn't.
2: Not when you lose that way. And not when, when I'm sorry, when all of your minutes. Shout out to Keon Ellis, that excellent in 15 minutes last night of mop up duty. He got put in in the third quarter. He's a plus 10. Played really well. Yes, and you love that for him, and you hope that he continues taking advantage of his opportunities and becomes a player that the Kings can rely on down the road in the future. But I'm sorry, the this is too prestigious of an award. It is to just hand out to somebody who, who posted numbers in Garbage Time. It is
3: the Alperin Shengun Player of the Game Award. I just stole it.
2: Yeah, it's Alperin Shengun.
3: Alperin Shengun.
2: That's going to be our player of the game today.
3: So Ugh. you need to go to ESPN1320.com, click the Jiffy Loop tab, and type in Shengun, which is doesn't sound...
2: Shengun.
3: S-E-N... <laughs> Gun, G-U-N, S-E-N-G-U-N is our player of the game. Our fast break,
2: Jiffy Lube, fast break player of the game. Feels wrong hitting that for an opponent, but. He was really good. No, he was really good. So, Alperin Shengun last night, like, let's be objective, right? Alperin Shengun last night, 17 points, 8 boards, 12 assists. He had a steal. He held Domas to eight points on four shots. The assist he had early in the game where he like drove in and got bottled up and almost like out of frustration, just threw a no look pass to the wing and hit whoever the shooter was, might've been Van Vliet, just in the chest for an easy three or Jay Sean Tate. It might've been, Is just not that many centers are making that pass. So shout out to Alper and Shengun, yep. the player of the game. Player of the game. No. We need to put a link in the in the chat. Yeah, we can do that. Everyone, go and, it's just and ESPN sign up. ESPN1320.com. It's super easy. ESPN1320.com. The the contest page is right there on the front. It says Jiffy Luby. Click on it. You enter the code word, and you're good to go.
3: And you're good to go.
2: Make sure to use an email address that people can see. By the way. Yeah, and this is
3: our our seventh uh, giveaway. We we just we named winners our, earlier. This is our sixth. Sixth. Oh, it was our sixth. My yeah. bad.
2: Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. down. I hope so. You can join. Because that's the word. We can't change
3: it now. Yeah. You can join <laughs> winners like Marcus Rodriguez, Preston Williams, Randy Lee, Leslie Chan, and David Jackson.
2: Congratulations to our winners. You can be the sixth winner today at ESPN 1320. Shout out to uh, ESPN1320.com. Shout out to jiffy lube for the 100 hundred dollar gift certificates we'll be giving away one after every single king's game this year including disastrous losses like the one last night that's right we're not holding out just because the kings didn't play well no no no. you're still getting your gift certificate no and I we're mean, like, so nice we're gonna like
3: bring the noise here like this is we're gonna be straight up with you this is a wait like win or lose
2: like it's a battle Right? I'm gonna try. I, I'm hoping that there are no more games this year. Here's the, here's the goal. I'm hoping there are no more games this year where we come out of the game and go. There are no Sacramento Kings worth naming. Mm. I as just, the player of the game.
3: I mean, I don't think that that's gonna happen because it really is difficult. To like to last an entire season without having like all of these, without having like a handful of stinkers, mm-hmm. like even the best teams have stinkers. That that's fine. Yeah, but,
2: but two in a row,
3: two in a row to the same team to the same team that's not even good. I mean, that's just you can't make adjustments. You didn't make adjustments. Like I don't know what what was going on.
2: All right, so there's two. So so two things that'll that will happen for the Kings, adjustment or no adjustment. How much does let's let's start with Trey Lyles. He's yet to play this year. How much for you does Trey Lyles help what's going on with Sacramento? He's obviously not going to necessarily help the pace and and that being an issue the last 3 games. But how much do you think Trey Lyles helps in giving Mike Brown that that chess piece of that small ball 5 and allows him to to mix and match some different lineups?
3: I actually think it helps a lot. Um, like what I'm watching right now, uh, like our guy, Sasha, he's, he was fun there for a little while, but you know, he's shooting 38.2% from the field. He's shooting 27.3% from three, uh, averaging 5.5 points in 14 minutes a night. Um, like Trey Lyles is a better NBA player today than Sasha Vazenkov is. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean he's always going to be that, but for right now, he's a better NBA player. The Kings need Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles is a very good player who has moments in games, even like what we saw last night, where he'll stem the tide or change the direction mm-hmm. of a game by doing the little things, by getting you a quick uh, six rebounds, or by yep. scoring 10 points and you didn't even see it happen. You're like, boy, that was sneaky. How did he get to 10 mm-hmm. points? Um, like, look, you good teams have players like Trey Lyles on them, and, and I think he makes you better.
2: Well, and you can't... You can't defend the Kings the same way when Trey Lyles is on the floor. No. You talked about teams pushing up on the dribble handoff and forcing the Kings to run their offense basically 35 feet from the basket and then mucking things up inside when the ball does get down low to Domas where he can't get a shot up and he can't get a clean pass out. With Trey Lyles and his ability to stretch the floor and get out into the corner and clear the paint, Mm -hmm. that opens so many things up. That gets Kevin Herter, for example. That gets him going in that in that short to mid range game. That gets up out to Trey Lyles. Now you're swinging the ball around the perimeter and teams are scrambling. And there's Keegan Murray open in the corner, or there's Sasha vizenkov sneaking in uh, for a for a for a backdoor cut and a layup because uh, the 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 defense is so spread out. We've seen almost none of that. And so I think just Trey Lyle's on the court and just the different dynamic that gives the Kings offense. It's another shooter. It's a big that the opposing big has to go guard Mm -hmm. and you have to respect him on the perimeter. That's, I I think the Kings are really missing that right now, especially, especially with Kevin Herter and Keegan Murray shooting it as bad as they are.
3: Yeah. Well, and I'm not just going to, like, we need to start lumping some other guys into this whole Kevin Herter and, uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, Like, the the Kevin Herter, Keegan Murray tandem, they're your best three-point shooters, but... I think that's why I go to them. Yeah, but Sasha Vizankov is shooting 27.3% from three, and he's shooting 3.7 attempts per game. Chris Duarte is shooting 33.3%, not only from the field, but from three. 33.3%. Davion Mitchell, 33.3% from the field. 30% from three. Like there is a group of players that are not playing well. Mm-hmm. It is not just a Kevin Herter or a Davion Mitchell or a uh, you know, a Keegan Murray problem. There is but, a group of players.
2: But this goes back to me to to everything being difficult on offense. Nothing is easy. Everything right. Everything's super yeah. difficult. So you get Trey Lyles back in, the floor spreads out a little bit. Okay, now you get Keegan Murray going to the basket and getting a layup. You get uh, Davion Mitchell able to get to the basket and, and things just get a little bit easier then it's drive and kick and defenses are scrambling so I think Trey Lyles is going to help immensely and then the other the other piece of this of course is the piece that we've talked about all day and that's De'Aaron Fox yeah it's not that he's going to oh everybody's shots going to start falling and now everything's better because De'Aaron Fox is but in a game where Mike Brown you heard him talk about your the, the king's spirit got broken yesterday and nobody could lift it back up. Mm-hmm. Like De'Aaron Fox is the player that when an opposing team gets up 12, hey, he's going to hit a three. And then a stop, and he's going to come down, and he's going to go get an and one. And he's just going to bring that and keep them in a game and keep things from really getting out of control. And that was that was the most discouraging thing for me with Sacramento the last two nights, is just how quickly they just let go of the rope. Yeah. It was like first quarter, they're... Oh, I'm done. Oh, well, what are you going to do? And I, with De'Aaron on the floor, that just... Even if they're not playing great, I don't think they, you know, for lack of a better phrase, give up the way they did.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think that was, again, not to like single out a single player, but that's where the disappointment was with Malik.
2: Yeah. thousand percent.
3: Like, where's the energy? Where's the, oh no, this isn't happening again. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, we're fighting through this. That's not who we are. Where was that moment? And I didn't see it. And what I did see was him like with some fouls. Mm-hmm. Like to like, yeah. Uh, like I don't want to be here.
2: Yeah, it's really odd.
3: Yeah, like the whole entire vibe there was strange. I don't know what happened in Houston, but they need to shake that off and and move forward.
2: I do think it's probably hard being on a two game road trip like that, where you probably fly in Friday.
3: Well, they flew in Friday, but they did they did the De'Aaron Fox like high school. Uh, he got his jersey retired at his high school, and the whole team was there.
2: Okay. And then they had <laughs> then
3: then they had Saturday. Right, you uh, where, play they, a game. where they played, and then Sunday they all sat around their hotel rooms and watched the NFL, you know. And then you get to you get to Monday, and it's like, hey, that shouldn't have. Like maybe there is a crazy busy <laughs> nightlife in Houston on a on a Sunday night. <laughs> but I would assume this team probably had know, like a team dinner or something.
2: I'm searching for something that that justifies whatever the hell happened. No, and it's just not. And I think that's kind of as we as we wrap up with a couple minutes here. I think that's what it all comes down to. Is there's not like a fix all. Oh, this is why, or that's the reason, and I think that's what's concerning.
3: Yeah, and I think Mike Brown has a lot of work in front of him, and mm-hmm. I'm surprised that I didn't get an email telling me what time practice was today. Uh, they're probably watching game film and doing all that stuff, but uh,
2: he does have to watch the tape. I heard.
3: Yeah, he is going to watch the tape. <laughs> Thank and, God. And I feel bad for his eyes because they'll be bleeding by the end of it. Because <laughs> the watching the tape on this one, it's tough. But I, you know, the one thing he didn't do. He didn't sit there and just let it happen. Yeah, uh, I thought putting, putting in Colby Jones quick, like, hey, go to Colby. And when that didn't work and, and he looked around, and he said, okay, uh, Jordan Ford, you're up.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, that's what you need. Like, Alex Lynn, let's go. Like, yeah. this isn't who we are. This isn't who we're going to be. And that, that last unit that played, hey, they outplayed their last unit. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's just academic, but... It's still good to see your team go out and fight at the end. And, you know, again, Keon Ellis, 15 minutes, puts up a plus plus 10 on the night and a 25-point loss.
2: That's good. The hope is that there is some adjustment. Mm -hmm. And I think there will be. But the hope is that it's not Mike Brown going, okay, well, the offense is going to figure it out. And if we just try harder on defense, everything's going to be fine. Because it's really clear that's not it. That's not it. There has to be something more. So I'm fascinated to see what it looks like on Wednesday when they're back in action uh, against the Trailblazers. Uh, real quick, another thing that happened last night, the Minnesota Timberwolves knocked off the Boston Celtics. No oh. more undefeated teams in the NBA. No team will be going 82-0 and this season. Mercury Morris is popping champagne. Somewhere, Mercury shout Morris. The, shout out to the Wolves. Give the Nuggets their first loss. Give the Celtics their, their first loss.
3: I love it. I love it.
2: I'm still not buying them, but good yeah. for them. All right, we, we didn't
3: even talk about Monday Night Football. Sorry, Chargers.
2: what we did we got our fantasy football wins well yeah but we talked about it in that context we didn't talk about that's all that matters that's (laughs) all that matters all right we got to go d-lo and casey are next he's been james i'm kyle we're the insider sponsor by jiffy loop here on ESPN
4: 1320 toyota let's go places
1: i'm tony kornheiser this is my show my friends come on and you know them we talk about the sports you care about basketball now golf and the metronome of your life baseball whether it's opening day the big tournament or one of the majors we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened and let's not forget the important stuff the amount of daylight where i live the importance of speedies and the rankings of beach style pizza Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.